More honesty than you can handle. More empowerment than you can imagine. You're tuned in to Tavis Smiley. What an amazing conversation that was with Mike Biv. <laughs> I love that Negro. He's funny. Um, he is honest. He is transparent. He's real. And uh, uh, if you have not seen that documentary, once again, I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, it's uh, called The Hustle of at 617 Mike Biv. Uh, uh, playing right now on the All Black Channel, so uh, check it out. Uh, anyway, love Mike, love Michael Bivins. Um, the last half hour of our program today uh, leads us into a conversation with Kelly Eiffel. She's the founder and CEO of Guava, an innovative online banking platform for Black small business owners. And I am pleased to welcome Kelly to the program. Kelly, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. It's my it's my delight. Glad to have you on. Thanks for thanks for the time. Uh, let me just jump right in and make the most of our time. Tell me about Guava. Yeah. Uh, so Guava, we like to call us uh, a growth engine for Black entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And so our first product was, like you said, a online checking account for or business checking account, making it really easy and super accessible for people to open a business bank account Mm -hmm. for their businesses, and um, we just launched Huddle, which is our community platform, really allowing entrepreneurs to network with each other um, and bring all of the resources that we know entrepreneurs need to be successful, Mm -hmm. so like mentor hours, um, workshops with accountants and lawyers, all of those kinds of things that um, we often are just kind of left to Google and left on our own to do, so... Huddle is allowing people to have easy access to that um, whenever they need it. Yeah. Uh, let me let me let me ask how and why. I'm I'm glad that it is, but how and why um, is Black entrepreneurship your thing? How, how 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 is that your mission? I didn't choose this life. It chose me. <laughs> I guess it chose you. Okay. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah, uh, my family immigrated from the Caribbean, and like true immigrant stories, a lot of my family members are small business owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad in LA and uncles in LA um, are business owners there as well. Um, and then I spent some time in venture capital investing in, in tech startups and really saw the kind of disparity that traditional entrepreneurs or, you know, brick and mortar entrepreneurs. Um, weren't getting the same resources that, that tech founders like me were. And so I wanted to, to do something to, to bridge that divide and specifically focus on the communities that, that I come from, that I you know, know and love, and yeah. that were really under-resourced. Yeah. You said something a moment ago, Kelly, that I want to give you a chance to unpack here right quick. What is it to your mind uh, about that immigrant relationship um, to, to entrepreneurship? Because it, there, there, there is something there. Uh, not that other folk can't be and aren't obviously successful entrepreneurs, but there's something about that entrepreneur spirit um, that I see uniquely in immigrant communities. What's that about? Yeah, I think um, coming to, to this country as uh, an immigrant, a lot of things are closed off to you. Mm-hmm. Many people are experts in in a trade or a field um, and find it difficult to find jobs. And so we'll often turn to entrepreneurship. But I do want to highlight that, like, that entrepreneurial spirit is true in black communities that are native to the states as well. And so you think about, you know, the history of black people who were formerly enslaved, that being an entrepreneur was the way that you were able to feed your family for many people. Um, that you had to because you weren't, you know, able to get a job in many places. And so we see a similar 
kind of resurgence of entrepreneurship happening in black communities now where people are, are leaving and black women specifically are starting businesses faster than anybody else in the country. And so, you know, it's true for everybody, definitely true for, for immigrants, but we see it in black, all kinds of black communities. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things now I want to um, uh, you, give you a chance to sort of unpack for me. One of them is this notion of uh, black women starting businesses. You mentioned that black women are starting businesses at a faster clip than most fellow citizens, and that is true. But you also know um, the, the hell they're catching now. You've got this guy, uh, you, you know where I'm going here. you got you got this one guy, Ed Blum, who's made it his business um, to stop sisters um, from getting access to capital for those businesses. The same guy that um, helped upend affirmative action. He's also suing law firms. We talked about him for an hour or so on this program uh, just days ago. Uh, again, his name is Ed Blum. Um, but what, what do you make of the attack, though, on programs that support black uh, women in businesses you know it it's unfortunate it's frustrating it's also just extremely unsurprising mm-hmm. right and we've seen um like anti-black racism throughout the country and i, I do think that this falls in that category uh, but there is so much support i know you're referring to the fearless fund specifically sure that the venture community and the startup community has, and like we're all rallied around those women because it's necessary. Black women get the least amount of venture funding than anybody, right? We're talking about a quarter of a percent of venture capital money is going to black founded companies. And, you know, thankfully I'm in that group mm-hmm. <laughs> or black female founded companies. But when you consider that black women, like you said, are starting businesses faster than anybody else in the country, are some of the most well-educated women or people in this country. We have more degrees than anybody else, you know, are leaders in industry and starting companies and struggling for, for that support, for that financial support from, from the mechanism to, that does so um, is really frustrating and, and doubly so when you find, you need to see this, this lawyer kind of, um, trying to, to, to limit that even further. Yeah. Not just limit it, dismantle it. Those are two different things. Dismantle he's trying, it. Yeah, he's I couldn't to, find the word. No, nah, yes, he's trying exactly. to dismantle. Trying to dismantle. Um let, let me yes. let me ask you this. Um and there are a couple of ways at least, a couple of ways to read this. I find myself uh, certainly of late having more and more really dynamic uh, conversations with black folk who are uh, occupying spaces and bringing forth uh, projects and products to help other black people. That's what Guava, mm-hmm. uh, your, your organization, uh, is all about. Um, I could talk about Lindustry and, and Everett Sands and all kinds of folk who've come through this program, again, over the last couple of years, black folk in spaces with products uh, and projects to help other black people. That's a beautiful thing. Am I to read that, yeah. though, as, 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 as the following, that the good white folk are not trying to help us, and so we have to help ourselves, <laughs> or am I missing something? I, I mean, I, again, I celebrate all these black yeah. businesses who are, who are starting uh, uh, building platforms to help other black folk, but how do I read that, Kelly Eiffel? Yeah, I will, I will give you my perspective, sure. my opinion, not to speak for anybody else, but, you know, I think what we saw, what I see is, like, the cyclical support from, from corporate America and from non-black institutions Mm -hmm. where we have this huge increase in support for for black people for the black lives matter movement for black um entrepreneurs in 2020 after george floyd was murdered 
and now you see that shrinking mm-hmm. um, drastically. And I, you know, I think after being in industry and getting trained, many of us are just like the things that we care about are uplifting our communities, and mm-hmm. you know, these are the communities that we come from. So, like, I wouldn't say that we're doing it because no one else is, but I think there's an opportunity for us to invest in our own people and our own communities. And we are taking that opportunity and and running with it. I'm excited to be like in that group for sure. I'm excited that you're in that group and excited. We have this conversation. Her name is (laughs) Kelly Eiffel. She's the founder and CEO of Guava. More with her when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. More of Tavis Smiley when we come forward. Helping to make you the most knowledgeable person in your circle of friends. This is Tavis Smiley. Continuing our conversation now with Kelly Eiffel, the founder and CEO of Guava, an innovative online banking platform for black small business owners. Um, Kelly, tell me what you've learned over the years about raising seed. Yeah, raising capital is really hard. Um, I often approach it with a you know really clear strategy of making sure I understand the landscape, knowing the investors that invest in companies like mine at the stage that I'm at, um, having a really clear pitch, getting introduced. If I can't, then, you know, sometimes I'll reach out on Twitter or on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just making, having a strategy and being really clear about it has been the, the biggest help, um, helpful tool. Yeah. Um, you're, 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 you're not that chronologically gifted, so you ain't got that much in the rearview mirror. Uh, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not that old. You're not that old. But what, 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 what have you been seeing over the last decade? Let's put it that way. Uh, vis-a-vis black women specifically in tech. I do see, you know, a lot more black women founders, um, starting tech companies, um, more black women in technical fields, you know, computer science, product management. Um, and so that is really exciting to have contemporaries and people that I can text and, and turn to about this experience, as well as, you know, being able to hire other black women for, for technical roles as well. It's exciting. Yep. It's an exciting time. Are you finding that the pool of persons that uh, you, you want to choose from uh, to hire in this tech space, is that pool increasing? Is it, is it, is it growing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, we've been lucky. Um, A lot of people, you know, our our mission resonates with them. And so we have a lot of inbound interest for for roles that are open for that we're hiring for. And so we've been we've been certainly blessed. And the team that's helping me build this is is remarkable and, and super phenomenal. Yep. So let's talk about Guava some more. Tell me more about these financial products that you are providing to these entrepreneurs. Yeah, so the checking account is fully digital, so you can open an account in, you know, in 10 minutes, whether your business is incorporated or not, um, and that'll just allow someone to completely separate their personal and business finances. We, you know, have embedded some tools that will give people insights into their, their business finances so they can categorize their spending, they can kind of forecast what their spend will look like. Um, they can connect their e-commerce tools. So if you're selling on on um, Etsy or Shopify, you can connect that. Um, you can export it and do your taxes really easily to QuickBooks or to your accountant. And so we've you know thought really deeply about the ways that um, entrepreneurs use their checking account and have made a lot of those um, those workflows embedded in in the experience. Um, and then on the community side. 
the the huddle community again much of it is online we're starting to do um workshops and and um networking and meetups in person in certain cities mm-hmm. um new york and la specifically which is really exciting um but having you know a place where people can rewatch uh you know bagels with the banker mm-hmm. <laughs> or you know a uh, um, a workshop with a lawyer that's talking about small business contracts um, so that they don't ever, you know, have to Google it, that they can come to something that's repository, like, again, that's, like, always on and always referenceable is really important for us to build. So I'm excited that that's there as a resource for entrepreneurs. Yep. When we come forward in our remaining moments with Kelly Eiffel, the founder and CEO of Guava, I want to ask her whether or not on this side of the pandemic, that's a line of demarcation in so many ways, before and after, you got you you got you know BC and 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 and, a, and AD um, and you have before the pandemic and after the pandemic and I'm wondering on this side of the pandemic whether or not the unique challenges uh, faced by Black entrepreneurs uh, has changed in any significant ways. We'll do that with Kelly Eiffel when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. You're listening to Tavis Smiley, Tavis Smiley, ranked number 45 on the heavy hundred list of the 100 most important radio talk show hosts in America. May Fresh Daily in the Mert Park, Los Angeles, California. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. You're listening to Tavis Smiley and Kelly Eiffel, who's the founder and CEO of Guava. Got about just three or four minutes left in this conversation. Um, uh, Kelly, help me understand better what the challenges are in real time to creating a more equitable, small business environment for black entrepreneurs? For sure. Um, I mean, just to start, the landscape is such that black entrepreneurs are some of the most like under-resourced entrepreneurs in the country. Mm -hmm. Um, We're more rejected for all kinds of financing. I know we talked a lot about venture capital, but when it comes to, you know, traditional bank loan, um, we're more rejected for that. We are often getting higher interest rates um, if we are getting them at all, um, I, I saw a stat this morning that women, um, black women, 34 and under get the highest rates in, as you know, than anybody else in the country. Mm. Um, we are, black people are often rejected for bank accounts more than anybody else. And so those are like the hurdles that exist in the landscape that we are trying to, to overcome, to create a more equitable place where we can, you know, have, a, a, a thriving small business sector in the country, right? So we're talking about, I think it's $13 trillion of missed business revenue mm. over the past two decades because black people haven't had access to or equitable access to capital. And so there's a huge like macro implication in this, that type of inequality that we've been um, dealing with. As I'm listening to you, I'm trying to juxtapose in my own mind um, this notion of uh, rejection, um, given the data points you've just laid out that black women uh, tend to face more than anybody else, trying to square that with this image that we get these days, this narrative that we get that black women are just bosses. Yeah. I mean, we are. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, though the often the decisions are predicated on like historic data, right? Mm-hmm. So like they'll use um, your zip code is a, is a big factor in your credit score. Yep. And what we know about like um, home property values and redlining and the history of race um, in America and how it has like played a role in our finances, like we're still feeling the impacts of that, even if the decision maker mm-hmm. is, you know, is not 
a racist person or isn't prejudiced, like they're using algorithms that have racism baked into them. And yeah. so that that really is the struggle that we're we're trying to overcome. Speaking of struggle and overcoming it, 60 seconds left here. Um, are the challenges that black entrepreneurs face uniquely different this side of the pandemic than uh, than the, the front side? Yeah, I mean, we don't have any more, um, what do you call it, uh, funding. Yeah, um, no, no, that, no, no, more, uh, no more PPP PPP, PPP, PPP Yeah, loans, no more yeah. PPP. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And so it's kind of like back to quote-unquote normal where, you know, the same, the same issues that, that, fa- that we faced before the pandemic exist today, but we see businesses in worse financial, dis- um, worse financial positions because they have to close for seven, eight months if they made it through the pandemic at all. And so that really is like what's happening on the ground for for small business owners. You can read more about uh, Kelly's work by uh, just looking up Guava, G-U-A-V-A. She's the founder and CEO of Guava. Uh, Once again, an innovative online banking platform for black small business owners. And I love black folk who are all about helping other black folk. I love (laughs) black folk who are rooting for everybody, black. And Kelly Eiffel is one of them. Uh, Kelly, good to have you on. Congrats. All the best. We'll talk somewhere down the road, I hope. Thank you for having me. My great delight.